Hello and welcome to this week's Start Somewhere for Married Chair with me, Sarah Vaughan. And this week, I am so happy and delighted to introduce a really like new and joyful friend that I've discovered in my life. She is, of course, Morgan Lindsay, who is a TV presenter. She's a founder and she's a multi-hyphenated creator. And we're going to find out all about what that means. Hi, Morgan. How are you today? Hi, I am doing well, considering all that this week has brought. <laughs> Morgan, why we're just chatting that there must be something astrologically in the in 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 the air this week because uh, you know, everything seems to have gone a little bit kind of topsy turvy, and I think we rescheduled this for the third time, having missed each other three time zones and, and the rest of it. But I'm delighted to be talking to her now. It's just great. yes. But yet she persisted, and and so we have, and here we are. (laughs) Exactly. Determination is everything. That's, that's, you know, determination and intention. Yes. So, Morgan, as you know, uh, we start this podcast by asking how you got started in life, and and you and I share some interesting origins. Yes. So, uh, we have to plug my UK roots. So, my mother is a... A citizen of the UK, but I am here in sunny Los Angeles, California. Today it's sunny. Um, and my background, as Sarah has mentioned, is as a TV host and content producer. Uh, I was lucky that while I was at school studying to get a degree in broadcast journalism, I kind of allowed myself to explore all my interests. And one of those was music. And so I interned at our one of the biggest music stations at the time when people were listening to radio, which is called Kiss FM. And while I was there, I met these two really lovely young men who really took me under their wing. And they were the same age as me, also doing an internship, but had a relationship with Nick Cannon here uh, in the U.S. I'm not sure if you are all familiar who he is, uh, but he's a, a pretty well-known guy. He hosts quite a few shows and um, he does. He's another multi-hyphenate. He does lots of great things. And yeah. at the time, he was starting a platform to really empower the next gen and high school students called Celebrity High, and they were looking for a female voice for for this new brand and to kind of come in and host content and produce it. And they told them about me. (laughs) And so I, of course, said, yes, I love this mission. I want to be a part of it. And that started a relationship that would, uh, a working relationship that would then lead to a year later, me being asked to be a part of his show with Viacom because he then became the chairman of Teen Nick. And so that was kind of the door opening for me to become a a presenter. And I got to host this really, really fun show, very reminiscent of TRL, um, with all of the energy of youth to share the best music artists and fashion and, and all of that beautiful stuff. And then I went on to do music festivals and work with other big brands like Refinery29 and also uh, go international and cover the Korean wave. Uh, and- <laughs> I love that. And plot twist and the Korean wave. And so I got to go to Korea and work with Fox International. I'm I'm adding international uh, and do a show called Style Setter, which was really to cover what was happening in Korea and the Busan Film Festival. And it allowed me to also uh, use my Korean language skills that I had picked up kind which, of in which the- I am so impressed by it because, you know, as Morgan, as we've ch- chatted about this, I mean, my, my, I love Korea 
you know, Seoul and 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 is just an extraordinary city. Yes. The countryside in 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 southern Korea so is just mind blowingly beautiful. And you know, when we're all allowed to travel, I I would really encourage everyone to think, you know, to take a very um, you know, to, to think about going there. But it's it, it's amazing. But the language is incredibly difficult. And every time <laughs> I try to read anything, people giggle. Um, and I said it obviously very badly wrong, but your, your mastery of Korean is obviously much greater than mine. You know, I, it's still very basic conversational Korean, but I will say that I think with any culture is that the fact that you put the effort and you took the time to want to, you know, stand in their shoes versus just showing up in their country being like, well, I hope you all speak English, that that really, it extends more than, you know, an, an olive branch or a hand. It really shows that you're invested. So Definitely. I think you do well. <laughs> I, I, I always try, but it's always very embarrassing when you feel you're actually murdering someone's language. And, and <laughs> I, I do try. <laughs> at least, but you, you, you obviously, your Korean is obviously way, way better than mine. But you also, I mean, you started out very young. I mean, you know, obviously, you, you went on to TV, but you actually said, I mean, you grew up on 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 kind of like fashion sets. Is that right with your mum? So I mean, yeah, you, you, this was a very familiar kind of scape for you, right? Yeah, you know, it's funny. It's actually one time that I got brought to work because my mom, she was a single parent, is a single parent still, because <laughs> I am her only child, uh, adult child. And I, I guess for some reason, she didn't have childcare that day. And she was a costumer at the time, working on Baywatch. You can imagine that's lots of swimsuit changes and, you know, making sure David Hasselhoff's armpits are not, you know, sweating out his t-shirts. And some of the other ladies on set had saw me and then had taken me away and brought me back and said, Hey, um, we've set your daughter up with one of the biggest agencies at the time and go see them next week. My mom was like, fantastic. This is not why I brought my kid to work, but we're going to do it. And so, yeah, it, it definitely was familiar for me. And then there was a, a time when I was a preteen getting into those teenage years where I just, I did not feel like being a part of it aligned with my values. It was very much so like left brain, wanted to be a doctor, work in the ER and make impact and change and, and heal people. So I just didn't see how me auditioning and asking other people for permission to like me and care what I had to say fit in with that. So it's very interesting that I, I'm back in this space, but I think now I feel more empowered given, you know, doing the broadcast journalism degree and my experiences getting to host TV that from you can change from the inside out and yeah. it doesn't have to be that this is wrong and it upsets me and there's nothing I can do about it. I can mm -hmm. really take the insider's approach and make important, important change in media and culture. Which is which is amazing and so needed right now and 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 you know I just this is where I just love what 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 you're doing, and you know, we were talking you know previously you you were doing all these amazing things I mean it's seemingly like a very glamorous life doing all the travel but you know your 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 kind of values kind of 
were still there. The ones that wanted to be a doctor were, were still gnawing away at you. Is that right? <laughs> yes. The, the healer in me was like, okay, but what, what point is all this? You're talking about fashion and clothes and music and, and who is releasing this next new project, but what does it all mean? And I quickly realized that the most impactful conversations that I would be having were always off camera or would never make the cut when it came time to air or it it be posted somewhere. And that was really frustrating because of course I do love having conversations with people as, as a job, but I knew that that little activist in me, it, it needed, it needed to come out for me to be really authentically in line with my, my purpose. Um, and I, I didn't know how, I didn't know how to do that for about a year, but I, it kept recurring in my mind. And I always say the universe stepped in and I got an injury that landed me in physical rehab for a year where it was and, just and like, was a big wow. injury, right? I mean, yeah, I, mean, I lost I mean, mobility of my elbow, so I couldn't move my arm. Which, <laughs> so I mean, it's just a nightmare in, in your job. I mean, you can't, yeah, it's like, you're, you're not going to get casted. You're not going to get booked for anything with, you can't bend your, your elbow, your arm at all. <laughs> and, and, and this wasn't kind of some sort of horrific accident you had. I mean, what, what actually happened? No, it, it wasn't anything where I was like in a car accident. Thankfully, it was simply a a friend was just goofing around and jumping on, you know, the furniture where that I was on and landed the weight of his body landed on my elbow and it snapped. If you're familiar with baseball, it's very similar to what a Tommy John is. If you're not at your own risk, Google it and you'll see a compilation video of people getting Tommy John injuries. But it was just like an arm dangling and it was a mess. And so the physical therapy was to regain mobility. And I say to really regain my sense of purpose and and clarity about what that is. And so in that time, while I was healing my elbow, I really dived into, you know, the power of your mind and the ability to heal because I was so determined to get well without having to do any like surgical intervention and to be able to do it as quickly as possible. And as I went down that, I realized that like, oh, this is my, my own personal healing journey, journey as a young person. And I know that there are so many other people who are experiencing it, but don't really have anyone to talk to about it or may feel like the black sheep in their family or their friend group. And so I started Well Damn as really just a podcast, an outlet to have these conversations and discuss how do we create a Well Damn Good Life? And I sat down with experts, celebs, rebels, and mystics who had all, you know, earned their own piece to the puzzle of how to do that. And we're willing to share it with the next gen. And so I did that, not thinking anything of it. And the people would message me, DM me saying, you know, they'd really love for this to be a live experience. And so as you do, once you spent a year with a freak accident, you just say yes to everything that life is kind of sending your way. And so I said, yes, let's do this. And the first live event was partnered with Urban Outfitter Space 1520 called Wild Night In with the premise that the most rock star thing you can do is stay and go with it and connect deeply with others. And when you show up to an event like this or when you did pre-COVID, you would be introduced to uh, new experiences, which would be purpose-driven brands uh, and connecting with them, new ideas about how to create your well damn good life and new music artists that were really using their platforms to talk about what mattered most. And so, yeah, that that became the focus of what, I, what I've been doing and as we shift into the COVID world, it's been interesting to see, you know, that everyone seems to be having the moment that I had three years ago right. where I was like, oh, time to go within. And 
how do we do this with each other? So we are affirmed in knowing that we're not alone. And it's also essential to our progress on this planet to move forward is that we heal from the inside out. So yeah, that, that's kind of where WellDam is now. And I always say that WellDam is about advancing wellness and empowerment across media and culture, which is, I think, little me's dream of what could have been possible when I had started in the industry younger and was really frustrated with it just being so superficial. And I think now more than ever, this is a time where it'll be possible to make that happen. For sure. I so agree. And I think it's so interesting that, you know, that that expression of you that wanted to be the doctor has married yeah. it with kind of the presenter. And actually, you know, what, what you're able to do is bring it to a bigger platform of people. And I, and I think that's so important. And also, I just wanted to talk to you because, you know, like, you know, Gen Z, for want of a, a, a better word, you know, they don't want the life that their parents had. Mm-hmm. I mean, they don't want to work a gazillion hours and like arrive, flop home exhausted and then kind of go on a two week vacation, which costs the earth and get back on the treadmill. You know, yeah. tell, tell us a little bit about kind of what those, what those, those values are and, and what's stimulating this conversation. Yeah, I, I think you really hit the nail on the head. And I think that's kind of the, what makes Well Damn different from a lot of the brands and voices out there when it comes to well-being and mental health is that, yes, we need to talk about mental health as kind of like this umbrella term, but we need to talk about the fact that is so individual to each and every person. And it needs to be holistic. It needs to be a lifestyle. Wellness is not to be compartmentalized from what we're consuming in media or you know what we're buying when it comes to the planet or how we're connecting with each other when it comes to dating. It needs to be really a full lifestyle. And we need to look at how I saw this statistic somewhere where like 90% of Gen Z said that they could no longer look to their parents for guidance because the world is so dramatically different from what it was. And I think that where all of those new values are coming from is that it's not the same. And so naturally we don't have the same goals and we're also seeing the cost of what those values, the cost of those values being in place for so long. And so now we Now that there is the whole world kind of cracked open, it's like, now we have the space to create something different. Now, now that we know that that doesn't work, what do we want now? And I think that's more than anything, we realize that's authenticity. We don't want to have to deal with the resentment and the suppression. I think so many people see just in the generations from their families. And and that is without judgment. A lot of our families, especially if you have an immigrant family uh, coming to, you know, countries that are more developed, they did it at you know, the hope of of a better opportunity for us. And so I think taking that and then integrating that and seeing now, you know, I am my ancestors' wildest dreams. How do we move this forward is is what's really important to Gen Z and millennials myself as well. And I think everyone, honestly, we're all kind of here like, okay, how do we do better? (laughs) For sure. And I think what's what's so interesting when when you look at the epigenetics Mm -hmm. and the studies that are coming on, it's like we're carrying all the ancestral stuff. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's 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 quite extraordinary the the the, the kind of leading edge research on this that you know we're we're turning up with with kind of centuries of ancestral stuff, you mm-hmm. know, and the trauma of all of that, you know, and and you know a lot of your stuff that happened in the ancestral past and actually in kind of recent history is not that pretty. I mean, let's yeah. face it. I mean, there's a lot of trauma. 
abuse, hardship, discrimination, racism, objectification, all of these things, which are in ourselves. I mean, they've actually been kind of carried onto us. I mean, even in the way that like, you know, when baby, you know, baby, um, baby girls are born, they're, I mean, they're carrying, you know, eggs Mm -hmm. kind of literally that kind of go back, you know, generations. I mean, it's extraordinary. It's like our grandmothers gave birth to us. (laughs) Our grandmas and great grandmas, like we were in each and every single one of those women. Yeah. And, and, and just this amazing kind of understanding that I'm seeing coming out of, you know, the Gen Z generation, which is like, this stops with us, you know, and, and, Mm -hmm. You know, I'd love for you to talk to that kind of like bring it on mentality, like yeah. this stuff, you know, and, 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 and why is that happening? I mean, I, I just love it. I find it so admirable. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Clearly, I've been looking up a lot of studies, <laughs> a lot of infographics, but there was an article talking about the difference between, you know, millennials, my generation and Gen Z was that we kind of were still born in a moderately calm time before the recession and 9-11 and all that. So we kind of still, I don't want to say it was the dream, but it was like the fog from seeing the reality of what things were. Whereas Gen Z were born right into the chaos. And so there's no denying, there's no kind of sugarcoating or putting it off the fact that the state of the world and our, you know, our opportunity to be able to live in it because the world will be fine with or without us. <laughs> um, it, right. it requires that that generational trauma stops here and the general healing, the generational trauma is essential to being able to heal the trauma that we've kind of inflicted on our planet and, you know, in terms of groups and societies. And I think that Gen Z realizes that it starts individually first and then collectively. And that is a huge shift from, I think, prior generations is that we've all kind of been like, let's extend it to the group in in a very weird way. And Gen Z is willing to start inward, home first, and then take that outward. And I see that even on TikTok, which I, I think is completely Gen Z powered, is that most of the content in the mental health space is about generational healing. And never in my wildest dreams would I think that even a year ago that that would be the buzzing topic. Or even on Twitter, you see that in in the well-being communities is that everyone is desperately doing the work to heal what was before so that they can step forward very clearly and and cleanly. Which which is so amazing because when we do the inner work, then the outer work is so much easier. Um, yes, collective really can come together in, in an extraordinary way. And what I'm loving about what you're doing, Morgan, also is being the real bridge, you know, in this kind of message. So tell us a little bit about your role with kind of female quotient and what you've been doing for them, because that's fascinating. Yeah. yeah. So um, my good friend, Anna Blue, she was actually working at UN Foundation's Girl Up when we first met. And uh, we were working on some really cool initiatives with them and um, figuring out a way for Well Dam to kind of join forces. And then she recently stepped into the role, role at FQ as a next-gen officer and has had me on board to really help to you know, amplify what they're doing there, which has been incredible because... I do think that young women are at the 
are the future. They've always been the future. And we've all we've always been leading the way and we have a very distinct and specific connection to uh, caretaking of the planet as well, as well as others. <laughs> um, so it's been such a joy to be able to extend the incredible work that FU has done just in general, and then kind of orient that towards who's coming next and how we can support them. Because as you said, they're just like, they're very much so like, well, damn, we're making change and nothing's going to stop us. There is no barriers to entry. And it's exciting because I think FQ is for generations that had a lot of barriers. And FQ Next Gen is now, what can we do with a generation that sees none and how powerful that's going to be? So Huge. that's exciting. <laughs> just, it's just, like, okay, so now that they these people don't believe they have any limitations. What can we do with them? Like, how do, how do we amplify that? That's incredible. So yeah, I've been doing some of their live streams and hosting some of their um, panels that they've had, as you have too as well. Um, so that's been such a joy. And I think it's really important for you. I always say, of course, in media to see yourself reflected, but FQ creates spaces and a space and platforms where we can see powerful women, fellow powerful women reflected and connect with them. And it's not just some like wild aspirational character on a screen, but they're here with you each and every day through the panels and the workshops and the lives. So that's been really great. Amazing. And of course, I mean, you know, if you're a generation that you think you have no limitations, I mean, looking after your health and wellness is very important, right? You know, yeah. Because Progress is an inside job, for sure. <laughs> I mean, I should be taking some tips from you as someone who is, you live and breathe, making impact and progress. Like, how, how do you keep yourself filled up? That's always the, the biggest question for me. And I'm always eager to ask other people, like, how do you stay filled up? Because it's, it can be training. <laughs> yes, it, it, it can. And, 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 and I think, yeah, that's why I find what you're doing so interesting at Well Damn. I mean, I think a lot of the draininess for me is about discouragement when things get mm -hmm. hard. And yeah. it's really about kind of learning that it is just discouragement and, and how you can handle mm -hmm. that. And then you can go and have a kind of wail and a moan and a grind and kind of beat the pillow <laughs> and, and, and do that and then go, right, I'm not going to give up. Because, yep. you know, failing is when you decide to give up. You know, and I think this is what's so important. And I think this is where Gen Z really get it. You are a whole person. You're not your mind. Mm -hmm. you, you, you know, yes. you're not your body. You, I mean, you know, I mean, you've really got to kind of like really be a bit objective about it. And I, and I, I think that's what I love about, about, um, about this generation is like, you know, they don't want to work a hundred hours a week. Mm -hmm. You know, they think that's insane. It is insane. You know what are we doing? We're not being creative. We're just we're we're just being kind of slaves to a system. And like true creativity and inspiration comes from having that time out. I mean, you yes. know, like like most, you know, my best thoughts come when I walk away. Yes. And and when you look at the neurology of the brain, that's what happens. You know, you mm -hmm. you, you it's when you actually walk away from a problem and and you go and do something completely different. That you have your light bulb moments, and 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 you know, and I also personally take a lot of a lot of you know amazing people like the inventor of the light bulb, who I think did like a thousand different versions yes. of the light bulb before he cracked it, and and like everyone was kind of like, oh, you know, 
I'm, I'm closer to, to getting it right. Now, that's admirable. So it keeps it in perspective. But, you know, I, I, I just love what you're doing with, with Well Done because it, 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 it's making kind of health and wellness so accessible and so easy. And I'm really hoping that people's parents and stuff will actually get some tips, you know, particularly <laughs> during time. You know, there is I love that you said that you love that this generation realizes that they're not their mind, they're a whole body. And that is something that's so important to me that I think that that's where I realized that well damn was needed in the space because like I said, I'd never done a live event, but when we did the one with Urban Outfitters, over 350 next gen, that's Gen Z and millennials showed up on a Thursday night in LA, which is unheard of unless there's free drinks. And but <laughs> <laughs> but these young people came here because they wanted something more. They wanted a space where they didn't have to compartmentalize the part of them that wanted to have a great time involved in culture, whether that be music and, you know, brand activations and all that fun and socializing, but they also wanted it to mean more and be adding up to, you know, inner wellness and also their collective well-being. So that is, that is so true. And I had not really consider that, that they understand that we are not our mind, but we are a whole body. And also I think they realize oh, so. that as a group, as a group, we're a whole body. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and this extraordinary understanding of the interconnectedness of everything. Yes. You know, that, that like, you know, if I show up wonky, I affect the whole, you know, yeah. I do. It's, 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 it's extraordinary actually that kind of, when you really, get into that about the responsibility that each and of us all have because I mean and and there's a test for everyone you can walk into a room and smile and look really cheerful and see what reaction you get and then next time walk in with a really straight face and and look really cross and and I mean right we all have the power to do that and and and, and change our environments and 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 you know, I, I, I think it's so admirable. So I, I'm talking way too much and I'm supposed to be asking you the question. But, you know, what I really, you know, we're, we're unfortunately coming to more or less the end already and I, I only just started with you. But like, you know, I'd really love to hear, you know, from everything you, you, you've been learning and growing about, what's, what's your top tip? you know, for, for people who want to start somewhere, whether they're Gen Z, whether they're millennial, whether they're someone's mom, you know, what, what, what can they really do to step into this space and, and, and start? Yeah, you know, it's something that I've been needing to revisit very funny this week, just as a, as a form of recentering. But I think it's important to consider what is your individual mission um, and then allow all of the pieces to come together for that. You kind of build your life around what your mission is or your mission statement. And I know that sounds super ambiguous um, and very woo-woo, but it really is not. I mean, any great business, like if if we think of even like the most superficial has a core and central mission, like what is it that you are here to bring to this world? Um, And then you build what you do as a career, who you connect with, how you decide to live your life, what how you orient your day completely around that. And I think that's really key and it helps to break the giant masterpiece down to little puzzle pieces, you know, going back to well damn that it, w- it wasn't about here are all the answers to life, but here's my unique piece of the puzzle. And I think that we can do that for ourselves. And it's a lot more compassionate when we start from acknowledging our own uniqueness and that we have a very unique mission to bring to this world. And then looking at how we can support that versus supporting this vision 
that's for someone else to pursue. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I love that. And, 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 you know, it's so right. Everyone here on this planet has something to bring of great value that only uniquely they can do. Everyone has a purpose. Everything has a purpose. And, yes. you know, I think that's just such a wonderful invitation. And, and sometimes it's hard to find yours. And sometimes, you know, you, you collect the pieces as you go along. And yep. I just love your, your journey. It's such an inspiration of that. And I have no doubt that, you know, you're going to carry on and, and, and we'll, we'll have the next kind of, you know, genre of, of, of where Morgan goes next. And I can't wait. And do tell us about, like, you know, wh- wh- where you want to go next, because I think that's so inspiring too. Yes. Oh, a million directions. That's always the thing. <laughs> but I would say that one of the things that I really, really have always felt called to do, and I think given the shift that we're seeing, the cultural shifts, especially here in the United States, is being able to be, I would say, one of the first women of color to kind of lead a series that introduces the world in a way that's meaningful, that's not just, oh, let me travel here or let me taste the food here, but how do I be in like symbiosis and connection with all of the beautiful cultures around me and also be aware and cognizant of how I can make impact and change from right where I am. Um, so yeah, that's that's something that's really important to me is, is being able to bring that into the world and also just continue to be a co-creator and changing the landscape of media and the narratives that are available to the next generation and BIPOC so that they see what's possible. Like if you don't see it out there on the biggest platforms, you don't know. And so that's definitely a huge focus for me is advancing wellness and empowerment in media and culture and back to the mission. Yeah, (laughs) That's that's what it all comes back to. And I can't wait to see the next iteration of that. Morgan Lindsay, thank you so much for your just joyful presence and inspiration and just delight and for all the kind of goodness and and fun that you impart to others. Um, Thank you so much. I mean, it's just such a pleasure to talk to you today. I am so thankful and grateful for you having me here.